you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Sitting again about 40 inches from me is Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir, from Greenville. Hallelujah. Uh, praise God. What, how's life going for you? Man, you know, last weekend was a fantastic weekend. It was my first weekend in Greenville. I mean, at least this time around. And I uh, don't know the area real well, but it's fantastic. I uh, visited two different churches. One of them was yours. And, um, yeah, just had a good time. Yeah, praise God. Our church probably had the best Sunday night. About every three months we have a, uh, we break into groups and have like a life lesson or life things. And uh, this brother got up ahead of us. He was a lawyer and talked about biblical responsibility through estate planning, through wills, through living trust, through, wow. I mean, we were sitting there and it went about 15 minutes long, but we were all sitting there with our mouths open. Everybody was like, you know, there's like a hundred people. That's the only problem with the group we've been going to. You get everybody over 40 and they're with their mouths open. Going, what? My kids can do what to me? And, uh, and, uh, yeah, it was pretty weird stuff. But anyway, it was a blessing to Debbie and I. So we're literally getting on the phone and making an appointment with this lawyer. And if you have a will, it's over five years old. It's no good. And, uh, <clears throat> It's just craziness, man. And uh, so anyway, I thought I'd share that with you guys just as an advertisement to make sure you take care of your affairs after this world and make sure you have a living will or a medical directive <clears throat> telling folks who's in charge of making your decisions and stuff. And uh, other, otherwise, they're, they're going to throw you on uh, life support. Even if you're brain dead, look for family members, have a vote. Uh, you know, mm. And I mean, it's going to be crazy. So work all that out, folks. We So the word today, I was telling Kevin about this. This is, uh, this is one thing that happens to us with PTSD. This is one thing that happens to us who've been messed over. This is one thing that visits those of us who've been hurt. And that's that idea of murmuring, complaining. And, uh, you know, the Bible says in Philippians 2.14, do all things without murmurings and disputings. And so, you know, that's encouraging the believers there at the Church of Philippi. Stop complaining. Stop arguing. You know, you serve a great God. And, and folks, it's easy for us because we, we are born and raised in this country of everything. Uh, you know, my doctor at the VA hospital has a sign on his office wall and it says, uh, before you feel bad about yourself or complain, remember that 99.9% .9 of the world will trade places with you right now. Mm. And that's life-changing, folks. So yeah, when, what do you think about, Kevin, when you think about murmuring? I think about how easy it is to do. Just what you were saying. If we don't keep it in perspective, uh, it'll hit us along the side of the head when we come along someone that's uh, worse off than me. I remember... Uh, there was a guy in Gulfport, Mississippi, who was a plumber, and he and another guy were digging a ditch. Uh, just, I mean, if you've ever been to Gulfport, it was during the summer. It was, it was as hot, humid, 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 sunny. And um, I saw him afterwards. Thank God I wasn't up there with him. But I saw him afterwards. He took me to lunch. And he said, you know what? We were out there complaining. We were murmuring. We are digging this ditch saying, what? A, I, if I'd have known this is what I was getting into, I, I didn't sign up for this. And then a guy, a guy come by in a wheelchair 
with a tear in his eye and said, I wish I could be doing what you're doing. Wow. And he said, they talked to the guy at Spell, and after he took off, he said they hit it with the picks and shovels like there was no <laughs> tomorrow and knocked it out. What happened? Their attitude changed. And uh, God helped me to be that way. Yeah, that's a, that's a good prayer for every one of us. And I saw a blind man. How's that old song go? I saw a blind man tapping along. He couldn't walk as you and I through the throng. Yes. And uh, I asked him, I said, hey, fellow, will you be all right? And what did he do? He came back and said, I'll be just fine on Hallelujah Square. Yeah, on I'll- Hallelujah Square. <laughs> I'll oh. see all my friends. <laughs> yeah. Remember, we. I don't know what's happening on this earth with you, and I, I don't ever want to say that some of you aren't going through the no. terribles of terribles. I get it. Some of you are. I know a man that I talk to every couple of weeks who's on this has got maybe three or four days to live. I talked to him Saturday. And, uh, brother, I love you. And uh, if, you're, if you're still with us when you hear this, and there are people going through the terrible mm-hmm. of terribles. But, folks, when we get up to Hallelujah Square... Let me tell you, when we go to heaven, all our troubles, we're going to leave them here. So we find ourselves, we're moving forward. I like this. You know, Kevin, one of Kevin's friends talked to him and said, you guys should uh, add a PTSD thing you're doing, and we're trying to match it. I tried to look ahead this morning and match some things that kind of fit what we're preaching about or what we're talking about through the scripture. And uh, so that's where we find ourselves, I think, murmuring and complaining. And let me tell you, there's nothing that you can pass on quicker to the people you work with, to the Mm. children you love, to the wife or husband you're married to, than being a complainer. And uh, there's even one verse. You know what? I typed a verse up here, so I'm going to go back. And I wanted to share this one verse with you. Where is it? It's, oh, it's down here. Don't you hate that when it does that? <laughs> Over in 1 Corinthians 10.10, 10, it says, Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. I know that verse is referring to the Israelites in the wilderness, but it's reminding us that murmuring destroys us. It destroys a relationship with God. It destroys a relationship with the family. It destroys destroys our ability to build a ministry, to be part of a ministry. It, 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 folks, stop it. Cut mm-hmm. it out, man. Yeah. And, and Kevin was saying something about uh, uh, fun takers, but you used the term, what were you talking about? Energy takers. Energy takers. I want to introduce one more word to you. Don't be a fun taker or a fun mm-hmm. sucker. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, Kevin used the term, I think, energy suckers. Yeah. So my kids went to school with a girl when they were in Portsmouth in a Christian school, and they, her nickname was Fun Sucker. Don't be a fun sucker. Be a giver of all things fun. Here we are. Yeah. John 641 through 46. I hope she's not listening. If you are, we love you, man. Uh, John <laughs> 641 through 46. The Jews then murmured at him uh, because he said, I am the bread which come down from heaven. And they said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he saith, I came down from heaven? Jesus therefore answered and saying unto them, murmur not among among yourselves. Be quiet. Uh, no man can come to me except the Father which have sent me, draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. Every man, therefore, that have heard and have learned of the Father cometh unto me. So the Jews, there they are again, expressing their disbelief. And murmurings toward Christ. You know, again, they want a public food store that's free to them. They want food stamps. They want to be taken. They want it all. 
And, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a bad thing. And, you know, there's some, here's God giving them divine revelation, understanding, explaining his situation, explaining his role, talking about all eternity, Kevin, and they're still wanting bread. They're still wanting uh, roast beef. They're still wanting sardines. They, they want it all. Yeah. Yeah. Paul said, do you still look after the outward appearance? So they, they were stuck on the physical and Jesus is trying to get get spiritual things to him they were we see here where it says um they murmured at him because and it gives the the crux of the matter he said i am the bread which came down from heaven they could not get past that and um oddly enough jesus said uh just flipping back verse 33 verse 38 verse 51 at least those places he said i i came down from heaven and so he stayed on it. He It was non-negotiable. They had to get this. They had to get that Jesus Christ came down from heaven. And, you know, there's no one on earth now that can say, I came down from heaven. Uh, we were born. We we came, you know, God created us in our mother's womb, and we uh, we weren't pre-existent, preexistent. We're not reincarnate. We're not, you know, the seed from aliens. Um, we're actually created by God in our mother's womb. God made us fearfully and wonderfully but uh, and uniquely. But Jesus Christ said, I, I am the bread from heaven. They had to get this, and he didn't back down from it, but he did sprinkle it you know, throughout. He didn't like just dump it all at once, and that, that reminds me that you know, whenever we deal with non-negotiables in the conversation, sometimes it's good to kind of step away and come at it from a different angle, kind of flip the flip the diamond and, and show the prospective customer a different facet of things. And Jesus did that, and he kept flipping the diamond diamond around to try to show them that it's it's pure no matter how, how you look at it, and that he really did come down from heaven. But, boy, they did not get it. They were not happy about it. No, nah, they couldn't take it. So, you know, here we are. We got to do this real quick. Which Bible character was the best musician, Kevin? The best musician? Um, 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 I, uh, the best I mean, David, but that's not a joke. You know, friends, it's Samson because he brought the house down. So <laughs> as, as we... You know, we had to fit that one in there somewhere. <laughs> so again, good. you know, here's a people, here's people like us. We have to guard our hearts. We have to guard our attitude. We have to guard our murmuring. We have to, we have to add God's joy every day. It can't be our joy. It's not about our joy. It's always been about God. We'll be right back. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. Well, folks, we'd sure love to have you join us at Camp Joy 
Wisconsin, up there in Whitewater, about 40 miles from Milwaukee. Wounded Spirits Week, all new curriculum. Make sure you're there. It starts on the 11th of September. It ends on the 15th. It's in the year 2023rd year of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He alone is worthy. He will be praised at that training. Here we go where, you know, again, this is what's messing me up about these people and what messes me up about myself mm. is here's God. You know, there's this divine revelation and understanding that's been happening from, you know, we read the Bible, we're illuminated by that. And then all of a sudden, as a Jewish people, we have the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, right in front of us. Mm. And they're, you know, it's almost, it's not like they're disobeying Christ. It's it's a little bit worse than that. It's like they're uh, blocking themselves from hearing his word. Mm. It's like they're saying, hey, you know, who's got the 12-inch, you know, subs from Subway? <laughs> I want extra peppers on mine and mayonnaise. And yeah. and folks, if we're not careful through this life of murmuring, through this life of being upside down, we take a pen and we cross out Jesus in our life. When we're worried so much about food, when we're worried so much about uh, love, when we're worried so much about joy, when we're worried so much about our kids, when we're worried so much about our ex, when we're worried so much about our spouse and God's saying, will you just put me first? I'll take care of the stuff that's on the horizon. I'll take care of the horizontal stuff. I've got that covered. You take care of the vertical stuff. You mm. get your relationship right with me, and I'll give you all eternity. You get your relationship right with me. I'm the bread of life, man. Uh, you guys get to live forever. You get to, And I'm not holding anything back from you. I'm giving you everything I got. But these folks are not listening. Now, I was quick when I was looking at this a minute ago when uh, Kevin was talking, I was quick to look at this and say, what a bunch of knuckleheads. Here they are with their Lord and Savior offering everything, and they're not taking it. And then it hit me, what a bunch of knuckleheads we are. Every single day we wake up, and I'm telling you, folks, before your feet hit the floor, before your feet hit the floor, have the gratitude for God giving you another day. Have the gratitude that your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ loves you. He's looking out for you. He's taking care of you. And, uh, and then pay attention to the word. Read the word. Study the word. Plug the word in. Make it part of your life. Then go to the second thing, which is your family. Then, then go down the road from there with the other things in life. But we've got to have a priority where Christ is first. On this day, make Christ first, Kevin. That's what it's all about. Yes. Plug into him, directly into him. Uh, that's what he's really trying to say over and over is don't don't try to plug into what I can give you. Don't plug into the blessings. Plug into the blesser. And like you said, I'm a knucklehead as as anyone else about this. Uh, once the blessings start to flow, I get my eyes on the blessing. If I go to church and have some good services, after a while you start to look at the pastor who's delivering it, you know, and then after a while you start to murmur about the pastor who's, you know, not delivering it the way that you, that you feel you need it. But, uh, you know, <clears throat> I, I heard a message years ago down in Gulfport at the same church where the guy was digging in ditches we talked about yesterday. Uh, and the pastor preached an excellent message. Actually, he preached it at a church that I planted. That same pastor came to a church that we planted outside of Fort Hood, for, preached a revival for me many years ago. But he preached a message about being plugged in. This is what he said. He said, Abraham was plugged into God. He he was a godly man. He was plugged directly into God. Other people, however, 
weren't. For instance, Lot. Lot was plugged into Abraham, and Abraham was plugged into God. But when Lot unplugged from Abraham, he unplugged from God. And that's the way it is. You know, we are in a decision today where we want where we have to decide, are we going to go for God or are we going to go for what the people that, that know God? And I think a lot of people come to church because, you know, they see something that they like about the program, about the persuasiveness of the pastor, or, about, you know, just something that they like. Even the doctrinal statement, they say, man, I'm here because of that. But if you're not plugged into God, I, I get it. Sometimes we go with less faith. We're not feeling good. We've got a headache and so forth. We struggle. I, I know that. But if we can just make the decision, Lord, I am here chiefly by faith to get something from my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if I'm not there yet, I want to unplug from Abraham and plug directly into Abraham's God and not be a lot. So I think things will go a lot better if we, uh, if we learn to do that. Um, so yeah, you know, Doug, you had mentioned about people murmuring about you know, the bread's not coming their way. And, you know, Lot's family was, unfortunately, he, they weren't even the least bit plugged into God. Um, I was at a missions conference at a church in Pennsylvania years ago, and the pastor set it up so that during the missions conference, he said, folks, we're going to have a special communion service. We're going to get the deacons up here. And so they gave out bread to the front pew only. And it was part of the mission. It was an illustration that was being done, but it was done as if it was communion. And um, anyway, when, when they gave it out to the front pew, then they, the pastor said, okay, now continue distributing it. And the deacons went back to that same first row over and over and over and over. After a while, the front row had been coached and, and spoke up and said, hey, this wasn't as big as last time. Hey, mine's not as big as theirs. Hey, mine's a little too salty. Mine's not salty enough. And then someone who had been selected stood up in the back row, in the middle row, and said, hey, we're not getting anything back here. And the idea was... While we get murmuring and complaining because we're not plugged into God, we're plugged into the to the bread like these Jews were. There's people that are would love to have yeah. uh, what we have. That 99.9 percent of the population would switch places, yeah. and but the whole world uh, would do anything to follow Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. One minute after they stop breathing. Yeah. And, you know, we haven't, we haven't, one second after, we have an opportunity. Years ago, I remember we, we led this young soldier to the Lord. His name was Stacy, just a dear brother. And he was more messed up than a soup sandwich. I've told some of the stories about this guy. He was, a, he was the guy that would stand out in the road and every girl that walked by, he'd ask him out. I mean, he was, and he was an <laughs> equal opportunity asker. You know, I mean, you could have been 20 years older than him. You, uh, you know, you could have been uglier than, uh, uh, than a winter day in the mud. I don't know, but hit Ashgal. And he started getting his life together and getting it right. Well, he got saved. He was saved for about four days, and we went out on visitation. He came out on visitation. And I remember we were sitting with this elderly gentleman. He was a Korean War veteran and just a dear brother. And uh, we were sitting with him, and, and while we were with him, uh, we were sharing the gospel with him, and the guy started talking about how uh, he did this in life. He did that in life. He did this in life. And and there's dear Stacy who's been saved five days and said, sir, 
I get everything you're saying. I was like that five days ago. It was all about me. It was all about everything I could do. But Charlotte, let me tell you this. I've been reading my Bibles for five days, and there's nothing you can do that fits into this Bible. So you better get right and get saved. Yeah. It worked, brother. Wow. Praise God. The guy got saved. And, uh, and there's something to be said for that. Why don't you close this, Kevin? We've got about a minute left here. Yeah, man, it's wonderful that he got plugged in, right? I mean, this uh, things things sometimes needs to to pass your pass across your desk to get your attention, but uh, you know, murmuring is so easy to do. And Jesus answered their murmuring and said, "Murmur not among yourselves. No man can come to me except the Father which sent me draw him." So it, it takes a work of God. God has this, you know, this initiating ability to go and get our attention and folks if you're going through some trauma that's that's in your life and it's unbearable it might be good to ask the question am i having my attention awakened because i've been you know kind of complaining about the situation rather than learning from the situation amen and and you know are we complaining is a complaining taking over our lives our worlds you know make it about joy put a smile on your face today uh, share your joy with someone else. Share the joy that only Christ can give. And wear that smile that he gives you and let the world see that. Folks, you're pretty awesome, folks. If you've accepted Jesus Christ, live that way. May God bless you. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you in the morning. Thanks. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.